You're listening to The Sister Trill with Danai and Kiveli. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Sister Trill. I'm Kiveli. And I'm Danai. And we're coming to you live from our mutual home in Berlin. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how it is to be a woman in the entertainment industry. Danai and I both grew up playing the piano. We started when we were very young. And we definitely have had many experiences in the classical music industry. And we wanted to focus on today, especially how those experiences might have been influenced by the fact that we're both female. But before we get into this topic, let's first start with what we disagreed on this week. So let's first start with the fact that I'm sick, and this is why my voice sounds like this. So sorry if I sound very coarse. I'm doing my very best to uh, be audible today, but um, yeah, this is what we're dealing with. So um, this week, we actually had a major disagreement on one of the normal topics that we disagree on, which is concretely what it what it was about this week was... Again, I think we've talked about this once already, whether we are going to buy expensive podcast equipment or not. Um, and generally, the disagreement is more about, I'm more of a, I want to just, go, I would say I'm more of a doer. I want to just do things, just get them started, just get going. And Kiveli is more of a, wants to be perfectly prepared and like have all the tools for the situation before she gets going. And For me personally, I mean, I can tell you my perspective, obviously you know it already, but for me, I feel like before I go and spend so much money, there are two aspects. One aspect is I feel like I have to earn it first. I mean, not actually financially earn it, but like physically, emotionally, mentally earn it, put in some energy first, like energetically Mm -hmm. earn it. So first put in a lot of thought, put in a lot of concentration, put in a lot of effort before I can actually earn rewarding myself with let's say the expensive equipment um and then of course the second part is also maybe also financially earn it before i spend the money and then the other thing is also i feel like if you if you first wait until everything's perfect i feel like that point of perfect never really exists and in a way i feel like it's just stalling and that's what i don't like about it i don't like i feel it's like stalling like pushing back just saying yeah i i want to start but i can't just yet i don't have the right camera i don't have the right mic i don't have the right lights and i feel like just do it just mm. get going and everything else is going to come automatically and i i totally see the risk of that being a consequence of trying to be as prepared as possible i just come i think more from the mentality of that it's it's worth investing in yourself and it's worth investing in an idea that you believe in and that obviously not the more you invest the better it's going to be there is obviously a, a point in which like you can also invest too much but generally i think instead of just doing it with whatever means you have in 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 the at that point in time it's worth investing in ha- having more means and creating a better product because I believe that increases your chances to present that product in a better way. And I believe that, you know, you have to kind of find the sweet spot. Probably I'm more of a person that would invest too much and you're more of a person that would invest too little. And I think that that's actually quite good that we can try to find that sweet spot where we invest more than you would and less than I would, but maybe exactly enough to present the the product in the best way. (laughs) We're the perfect mixture of both, but when we discuss it, it's horrible because I'm on the extreme of the one side, Kiveli's on the extreme of the other side and I'm always like, why and don't the you other, get And it? the other thing that, by the way, I have to say is there is a difference if the means are somehow scarce. But I believe that when, when we talk about this specific situation, it's not that we 
you know, we would have to save on food in order right. to buy a better mic, you know? <laughs> it's maybe more of a question of emo what you said, the emotional feeling of yeah. investing in it or not. Yeah, for me, it's v very strongly emotional it, and it, mental. It, exactly. Like, because I, I, I feel like it, for the podcast, we've done a couple of episodes now, but I, for me, it feels like we should be a year down the line, have the yeah, first 56 episodes Yeah, but I also feel out. like I, I would not want to, let's just say in an ideal scenario that the podcast is super successful in five years. I would not want to look back at the first episode and, and then being, episodes. you know, and those being and, and topics that we're super passionate about being the lesser quality, yeah. being, you know, kind of, I, you know, I, I would want it to be high, high quality from, from the first time. But for it me, is it's high like, quality. Yeah, but it, 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 for me, it's like almost you would never go on stage, right, and play a piece that's only halfway there just to do it. Yeah, but if it's, you know, if it's this yeah. product, you are actually, you're even higher, I would say, like, you know, you want to be as well prepared as possible. And I kind of would translate that just you don't see spending money. It's not connected to energy, like not, not en effort, not energy, not, not connected to effort. Therefore, you almost see like it's an easy thing. Yeah, but I think but it's I also think this, a type of investment. Thing is a great example because that's exactly the example I would use just for my perspective because <laughs> um, I would practice my butt off so that I can give the best performance ever, but I wouldn't care what piano is on stage. Yeah, because but, the equipment that I cannot influence, that is not me, you know, yeah, like my personality shines through, let's say, anyway. So, like, the bad piano wouldn't bother me because I feel like my abilities will still but, shine. But that is if you can't influence it. You just said we can influence our equipment. It's not, well, the, yeah, the piano you actually can't influence, but we can... I mean, you could, let's say, be one of those pianos that travels Right, but I mean, that is, of course, the, the, the level of yeah. effort to travel your own piano is not proportional, yeah. proportion, proportional, proportionate, proportionate to the level of, like, how much better you would sound with your personal yeah. instrument, hopefully. I mean, but I also think so, we don't have bad equipment no. here. Of course, we're also talking well, on a high level. We're talking about travel equipment, which we don't we have travel at all. equipment, so. we want, like, a... Kind of a, it's more of a comfort thing, I would say, like a yeah. rig that we can install here so that we yeah. can have everything readily available because you see us sitting here, but actually the way it looks <laughs> for us is a very do-it-yourself with stands on the sofa and camera on the sofa. Exactly. So, so basically this room is not very... Yeah inhabitable but when still we're setting it's up doable the, the result no, is good course, so. of course but then yeah. again for me it's a matter of pro again if we wouldn't have the means i would obviously you know keep it uh don't make it more comfortable yeah. or anything but if we do it's for me it's like I, i quite think like okay this x amount of money otherwise i would spend it on, on some other thing to indulge you know yeah. i would spend it on clothes i would spend it on a trip i would spend it on something like that you know and i'd rather spend it on this idea on us you know yeah and and it's i'm just a mama with kids who wants to spend the money on the kids yeah, college but, but, education but yeah i mean that would be if that were sure but that's not true i mean let's face mean? it who spent more well, money on your kids i spend more money no, no, on but, your kids. Uh, wait a minute what well, i don't want a college education for no, my no, kids but college in germany is very cheap no i mean i'm just Unless, saying of like, course i know and obviously <laughs> but i'm saying like Just bills for the kids, right? Medical no, bills, yes, but, but we, we both know that within <laughs> those bills and everything, you could still buy mics. Of course, right? Yeah. That's no, what I'm, I'm trying just to say, right? It's not I like the mama it's mentality. Not, it's not the choice between bills, like medical bills for your not. kids or good podcast equipment. <laughs> Then I would not say good podcast equipment. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, like this was the one disagreement, like the big disagreement we this had. This was the major disagreement. But maybe you could chime in on this and let us know. Are you a person who first invests in a lot of things, kind of wants to have everything set and then start off with, let's say, perfect equipment or whatever it is? Mm. Or are you someone who just says, 
I just want to start no matter what. Mm. And But I would like to say it it's not just in equipment, like in like financial investment that we, like that philosophy impacts the way we approach things when we start new projects. It's also a matter of expertise. Like many times I want to like gather more information, do more research, mm -hmm. feel like I, I come from a more competent point of view to be able to, before I, you know, launch something. And many times also there you're like, no, learn by doing in a kind of way, yeah. you know? But if I can give a different example, I don't know if it's a bit of a, touchy subject then just interrupt me but um <laughs> no but I feel like a, a similar example is um our approach to fitness because yes oh, I yeah. always was someone that, who just yeah. said yeah get up in the morning wait I mean I, I'm someone who does a lot of yoga but even if it wasn't yoga there was a time I did the seven minute workout yeah. you know just something simple just get it done 10 minutes in the morning and you always very much said what's that it's not something proper you were looking for like either a fitness studio subscription yeah. where you can go yeah. or yeah, yeah. get the equipment now you have this fancy TRX equipment thing which works for me get that going no, it, but I'm just saying so <laughs> yeah. similar yeah. disagreements yeah, yeah. in the approach yeah no no of and, course, and this definitely this de and definitely in many situations especially when there is not like I would say a quote unquote product involved or something a project that goes towards the public mm -hmm. when it's just something for yourself your approach is probably better in the sense that you start quicker you just try stuff and you get to a mm. some sort of goal quicker for sure like when you said fitness it's not like you're doing it for a competition or anything yeah like right you're yeah. just doing it for yourself i think that my philosophy is especially more beneficial when it comes to creating something you know that that like a product or a project that's actually going to go mm -hmm. out to the public that needs to compete with other products you know your fitness regime doesn't have to compete with any other fitness regime but you're right that the philosophy is also influencing there yeah. where to me it was it was it is much harder to get new things going that i'm not 100% convinced Con of yeah and if i am then of course i go all in yeah Again, it's true. Yeah. So, so let us know what type, yeah. what type you are. Yes. Are you the Kiveli type <laughs> or the Danai type? <laughs> All right. So let's get into this subject. Actually, it was one that I was very excited to talk about and to do. And I don't know if one episode is going to be enough or maybe we need to revisit this, um, this topic again in a different point because it's one that is so controversial right now and so current, which is like basically... Um, categorizing everything in life into the roles of, you know, kind of very easily identifiable characteristics. One of them, one that I would say we are most, uh, get, in get in touch with most, being gender, of course. Uh, but there are other ones as well that we are probably far less um, qualified to talk, like like race and, and things like that, or religion. Um, but we are maybe a bit qualified to talk about the gender aspect and being female in a quote-unquote male-dominated business, but then most businesses used, you know, used to be male-dominated, so I suppose that's the same in every business. So um, my first question would be, what, do you remember the first time you even became aware of the fact that being a woman versus being a man in, let's just say, our industry mm -hmm. was different? Or, like, because obviously yeah. now it's, it's being talked about everywhere, but do you remember the first situation? Because I remember, like, yeah. one specific thing but I was wondering what I, you... I remember that the first time I became aware of, aware of it was when we changed to our second teacher Professor Kemaling and he mentioned it oh he, okay he said to me you know you have to play this more like a man he said oh, because okay. this is how it, for a competition the jury expects to hear interesting. it interesting so this was the very first time I even thought about it because before that I was with a female 
piano mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. playing with another girl piano duo. So it was very, very girly, mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. thing for me, very female dominated. And I didn't feel that it was male dominated at all. But then when he made that comment, and I remember I was a bit confused and mm-hmm. I even, I remember said to my mother, like, you know, is that bad you know like you know do i is it better to play like a man really wow okay. so this you remember this was, how old you were not exactly but maybe something like 15 16 okay. something okay. like oh, that okay so also like later on it was yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. okay yeah because that's interesting that was like actually one that was directed at you yeah. like a comment because i remember it's in, in a situation that had nothing to do with me and i don't know if you remember the time where there had a position had opened up at our university and mm. the two finalists were both um, prior students of our teacher. And one was a man and one was a woman. And our teacher was kind of discussing on the phone with someone and then he explained it, I think, more also to our mother about what, and she explained it then to me because I didn't understand the concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was saying that the man, like the man that was up for it had had a better audition, but that the female, like, I remember it, the German word is Frauenbeauftragte. Yeah. I don't even know what the, the English word for it is. It's but basically like, someone I, who's it, in a position to ensure that the women's rights are being met. Exactly. Yeah. That she was fighting for the fact that the female finalist should get the position, although she'd had the word, like, the, her, her audition was worse. Yeah. And that the, and, and, and I remember we actually knew both the finalists um we knew the man better to be to be honest like uh, with him we'd actually had lessons mm-hmm. with the female one we just heard her in concerts and i remember i like she was telling me my mom was telling me yeah he's better but she is a woman and i thought to myself and, and, I, and i remember asking her like but what does that have to do with anything yeah. you know like if he's better he should get the job yeah and that was like the first well, time better like he got more points yeah like, on the yeah, exam yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I mean, very. I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't judge. Yeah. You know who's, who's but, better but or not. To, to be fair, he did get the position. He did get that yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I remember that there was a risk of him not yeah. getting it because of I the involvement of this Frauenbeauftragte, like uh, what you said, like the yeah. what is it, HR department or something? No, it's not HR no. department. No, no. But it's, it's like it's specifically yeah. for female rights, women's yeah. rights within the institution that exists university. in every big uh, German institution. Yeah, yeah something yeah. I also had known prior to that. Yeah. So remember that was the first time I didn't think about it a lot afterwards. I remember I was just a bit confused by it. I was happy when he got it because I felt I knew him more and yeah. I thought he was a really, really amazing teacher. I remember, you know, but um, I didn't think about it until way afterwards when I started, you know, learning also in school about yeah. this whole thing. But that was like my first time I became aware of it. And it was interesting. It was already there. I immediately had this like, I was on team fairness, you know, yeah, 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 I was course. on team. The better person should get the job yeah. and not, you know, despite, you know, b- being a girl. I, and I, I didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, I was a part of it at all. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that was, that was the first time I, I became aware of, of that world. And then again, far later on. So um, let's get to like the more general question in your own career. Have you felt that it was more um, a blessing or a curse being a woman? And um, maybe we can also expand that on whether you think that currently it's more of, of a blessing or a curse to be a, a musician that is part of a minority? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I wouldn't be so sure that I am part of a minority. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the facts or the statistics, mm-hmm. but especially when it comes to musicians, I feel like there are so many 
women out there, but but I'm not sure. I, I'm not no, talking I mean, about orchestras. Is. I'm talking about you know like soloists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you talk about successful soloists, if you like the last century. Yeah, I, but I mean, my very, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. Okay. The, 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 it's interesting to talk also about yeah, that yeah. switch. Yeah. But if I'm thinking about that, that's why I'm asking, like, in your experience. Well, I mean, f first of all, in my experience, I always felt that it was a blessing mm -hmm. that that I was a, a girl because um, there were situations where looks, for example, played a role mm -hmm. and a very positive, helpful role <laughs> um, that you know if I were a guy, would have probably gone differently. Mm -hmm. um, as in, you know, my abilities being taken seriously, I felt that that was always the case. I never had the feeling that because I'm a girl, I'm not being taken seriously or mm. anything like that, or that I had to work harder for something. Also not. The big question that always comes up, you know, oh, the women have kids and yeah. this, yeah. of course, yeah. is different in our job because we don't have to take a leave of absence. We don't have mm. all this thing. I had kids and I just continued working. So that yeah. was that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was basically up to me how I wanted to yeah. handle it. Of course, to be fair, if I had decided to take a break, like many women might want to, even just for one or two years, it would have been difficult yeah. for me to come back. Difficult to maybe even impossible. Mm -hmm. So maybe from that perspective, it is difficult right, right. as a woman, as a freelance solo pianist. Yeah. Um, I would say if you decide that But you for want any man to take a two-year break, it also would be difficult also, to get back to a career. Of course. So, so that's just any freelancer taking a break for two years yeah. and the rise of a career. But, but of course, when the subject of kid, kids arises, of course, the woman is more likely to take a break because she has more... To do, to do yes. with yeah, a yeah, baby. Yeah. It's harder so, yeah, for a woman yeah. when, when, when she's so, just given birth. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, with breastfeeding and, and, body and everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So this maybe is one thing where it is harder in our job than, mm -hmm. for example, in an office job where after a year just, you're just back. Yeah. Boom, ready to go. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where also you get like maternity You get paid, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's very different. <laughs> so, but for me, I just continued working and it worked just fine. So I didn't feel like that was an obstacle yeah. at all. Um, and yeah, generally, I don't think I've encountered a situation where it was harder for me as a woman. I have encountered many situations where I was the only woman of the group. Mm -hmm. Be it with other musicians, be it with conductors, be it mm -hmm. with camera teams. You know, this mm -hmm. is all so often male. And I, I always find myself being, you know, oh, hi, I'm the only girl here at mm -hmm. the table. Mm -hmm. um, but also that never to a disadvantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. more on yeah. the contrary. Yeah, yeah. And um, what was your question with generations and... No, that, that was oh, just more... That we were a minority. That, yeah, yeah, like also other minorities. But maybe let's... let's yeah. That's, that's yeah. another big one. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I totally agree. I never felt at a disadvantage. Also, if, if anything, at an advantage. Yeah. Because, as you say, like, you know, the fact that there is... Looks and everything play a role. Um... I just remember one time, and it was also related to kids, where I felt a bit like, what are you talking about? But I didn't feel mistreated. I just felt I was heavily disagreeing with someone who was like at a, you know, at, at a position of authority, where I was at this one kind of uh, symposium, like class, master class workshop type of thing. And there was one um, person who 
is very influential in the music business and especially when it comes to like rethinking the classical music business. And he was like point blank just saying, do you want to be a mother or do you want to have a career? And I remember looking at him and I remember it was at the point where you were eight months pregnant mm -hmm. with your first child. And I remember, and, and, and I, I didn't like say anything against it. I was just, you know, I, I, I just let him ask that question. But I remember then I had a festival directly the next week And it was a wonderful festival with wonderful musicians who are also good friends. And I went there and I remember I, I came back very disheartened from that workshop because the whole vibe was like a bit, I would say, uh, fundamental, dogmatic, like a bit like you have to choose the one thing that you are now and everything. And I, I was like a bit, I would say, uh, intimidated by that whole vibe. And I remember coming back and at the festival with musicians that all have children and are heavily involved in their children's lives and saying like, yeah, that's what he said. And, and I remember especially the female musicians were like, that's total BS, like totally, like obviously you can have children, have yeah. a career. What I do think, and I find myself thinking about it now, is that for a few years now, when I think about future relationships and things like that, I think about the pragmatic ways in which having kids and a career could work out. Mm. And I do think that in order for women to have a career and a meaningful family life, they need to perform more. And like, I mean, they need to invest more energy in yeah. than men. Just because of what you said, you know, with the, 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 the actual breastfeeding being tied to the child and everything. But I also think that because... I would say one of the hardest to resist gender roles that exist is, you know, the nurturing nature of a woman and the caretaking, like raising the children like that has been going on for such a long time, you know, that in that way, it's a very difficult to separate, like for a woman to be like, you take care of the children, I'm going to do the career like that. Also, not just because it's deemed necessary by society, but also because of what women themselves want. It's like kind of rooted in our biology. So if we really want both, we really have to be ready to give it our all. And I mean, I see it with you. You're currently in that phase. <laughs> And it really, it, it has to, like, it needs everything you have to make it work. Like you can't just half half do one of them, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I also think it takes more energy for a woman to have kids yeah. and a career than for a man to have kids and a career. Mm -hmm. But as you said, it's totally possible. It's possible. I, and I you have to, if you, you have, and, and by the way, what I would like to, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but very probably because I've also encountered that in, in, in like recent years when it comes to also women from our uh, field, in our field of work, that I think there are certain women that would rather prioritize family rather than the career. And, yeah. and I think that because of also like the next narrative that we're having in our society, which is like women, power women, it means, you know, earning money and, and being successful, that That, that is also unnecessarily criticized. I think some women struggle with their own desire to prioritize family and maybe give up a certain level of career yeah, in sure. order to have children, which should be totally fine. And I feel it's kind of being, I would say, um, being being seen as, uh, deemed as something to be slightly ashamed of, you know? Yeah, yeah, the housewife. Which stigma. is a shame, yeah. you know? If you want that, go for that, you know? For sure. And I mean, uh, as everyone says, and it's totally true, It is a full-time job to be a, a mother who's yeah. also a housewife who takes care of everything. I mean, yeah. it is nothing to underestimate yeah. at all. Um, but what I want to say is that I also think it's very much a matter of your character and let's say your aura and how you present mm -hmm. yourself. Because I said I never had any negative experiences, but I have friends that are 
women, mm. <laughs> also friends that are women with kids that are also performing musicians that have had negative experiences, um, either being not being taken seriously or, you know, them, the, the promoter basically saying, what are you doing here with your kid? Either you come and you play, mm. you know, mm -hmm, something mm -hmm, like this. Mm -hmm. So it's also very much a matter of what stance you take. And when I, for example, talk to a promoter, that's actually a very interesting thing. When I first had a baby four years ago and the first concert that I took him to, it was very strange for me to ask the promoter, you know, okay, can I have a baby cot in yeah, my hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. room? Mm -hmm. Can I please have a baby seat for the transfer in the car? Yeah. You know, all these things. I felt a bit like, ooh, I'm easy. Yeah, 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 because yeah. usually I'm someone who's very simple and just like, whatever, pick me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember that it was a concert in France. And I remember immediately taking the stance of, this is what it is, you know, deal with it. You invited me. Mm -hmm. I come with this. And I think that that was very important for me. Mm. And ever since then, you know, I've never felt like a burden to someone. I've never mm -hmm. let myself feel mm -hmm. like I'm burdening someone because I'm bringing my kids yeah. to a concert. Yeah. And I feel like that's why maybe also I've only had positive reactions yeah, yeah. and yeah. people have been I agree so with welcoming. That, yeah. Because I also, like obviously not in the kid uh, area, but in other areas, have had many friends come to me whenever we talk about this topic and say, yeah, but I have had situations where I felt slighted because mm. I'm female. And... Again, I, I, I never felt like that. And I think that it's also a matter of perspective. Like, when do you feel slighted and, and how, like, how do you present yourself? And I think that the, the message to be taken is maybe we also have been lucky that we haven't had like For any sure. traumatizing For or sure. any really bad experience because of that. But I think you, sh you know, you should be 100% unapologetic and assertive and, and confident in everything you do. And when people talk to you, not, you know, many times I think that when people um, react to me in a way that I didn't expect, I don't think that it is because of something that, like I'm female or something like, maybe it's, I think because of something like of who I am completely as a character, or more often than not, I think it's because they are kind of insecure about something, you know, that it's something in them that, that makes them treat me in a way that I don't find 100% pleasant or correct or appropriate, you know, and I've never, that's, I think, and I, by the way, that's also something that I remember you, you, you taught me many years ago, you, in a totally different context, like in a more uh, friends and boys yeah. context. But I've, it's one of the most important lessons that I've taken into my life that are so true and that have also enabled me to never feel badly treated. More, if anything, I feel more compassionate for other exactly. people that, yeah. you know, are, are maybe... Uh, somehow awkward or weird or or more I would say uh authority like authoritative than they need to be or something yeah. like that so it's definitely also a matter of perspective like people can have the same experiences and react to them differently or feel about them differently something that I'm sure we're going to talk about also in the um next questions of the episode and what I wanted to like a bit more of a uh I would say funny perspective on it is do you think that there are more feminine or masculine instruments mm -hmm. in our and like and do you think that that actually like carries through? Are there more? Because I mean, there are some. Well, I mean, quite there are obvious, some like harp standards, you know? like harp and flute. 
yes. are the female instruments. Yes. And when a guy plays the flute, everyone's like, oh, are you a girl? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having said that, yeah. there are some amazing, yes. hot male flutists. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also harpists. I yeah, mean, yeah. The most famous one is a guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say that I find it interesting yeah. that it's such a female dominated instrument. Yeah. And yet the most famous yeah. is male. That's yeah. interesting. Um, and then I think male is very much the brass section. Yeah. Like a tuba. And also when girls play brass, they're like kind of like yeah, yeah. Know, guys, girls, like yeah, yeah, girls, exactly. this type of girl. Yeah. yeah. And then when it comes to the typical solo instruments, I, I don't think I could decide. I think it's very even. Maybe a little bit, you know, the cello has the female form. So like a guy plays it in yeah. a way. But, but of course that's yeah, very... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Random. Mm -hmm. I, I think piano, violin, cello, viola yeah. can very much be yes. both. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I've always found interesting, uh, and maybe like I would say akin to our CEOs in our industries, of course, conductors. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the fact that, I mean, we're currently in a like female conductor craze in our business. Like female conductors are just popping up everywhere and being supported and everything, which is, you know, on, on one side, a wonderful thing, you know. But I've always found interesting that female conductors themselves pre present themselves with, I would say, primarily male, in quotation marks, characteristics. Like they, they're going to wear a suit. They're not going to wear a dress, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they often have, you know, like if they have long hair, like kind of, you know, pulled back and everything and, and, and or, or, or short yeah. hair for that matter, you know, they, they have, I'm not talking about male characteristics in their character, which... I don't no, no, know, just the outward but appearance. like the outward appearance is very male oriented. Except for one of my favorites, Barbara Hannigan, who sings and conducts in full on gowns, which I think is so cool. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it's so, so cool how she does it. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that, and I found that many times I've thought about that and that I'm kind of like naturally not inclined to do that, which is that many successful women, like also CEOs and everything, they tend to like maleify themselves as if they believe that only by looking male are they going to get that successful. And maybe that's true. Like maybe, you know, it's what came first, their male look or the success, you know what I mean? And this, you know what I mean? But I've always found like, it's a shame for female people in power to kind of try to present as male as possible. Like, I would love to see a female CEO rocking flowy dresses. And like, like, for me, like, many powerful women that I gravitate to the most are the powerful women that keep their femininity mm -hmm. as, like, part of their strength. But I think this comes from a time where feminine energy and feminine appearance and look mm -hmm. were not mm -hmm. equal to strength. And I think that that's why, for example, president, you know, female presidents, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. wear suits because if you were wearing a, as you said, flowy dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. the image would be, oh, this scattered little girl, you yeah. know, I and not this strong, assertive yeah. woman. I still remember, and I mean, of course, that shows us where our society is still, you know, can work on things. And when Theresa May was... Um, Prime Minister, when she just became Prime Minister in the UK, there was like this huge picture in some newspaper in Germany, literally just presenting Angela Merkel's outfit with a focus on the shoes versus Theresa May's outfit with a focus on the shoes. And the fact that Theresa May, I think, was wearing what, what was deemed a very feminine outfit, <laughs> like, like a skirt and like when we're talking about heels, I mean, I'm showing it for those of you seeing it, like tiny heels. And I mean, Angela Merkel yeah. is always hugely conservative and just, you know, pants, yeah. suit, 
low shoes and everything and that like that was what was the focus on like still of course it's always the thing that when women um are in some you know position of power or attention i mean even with us even with us like our outfits are always mentioned but it's always like yeah. us in our beautiful dresses or in our this and our that but i think Now, it, the very important distinction is we have an artistic job where yeah our appearance is even part of the job you yeah. know the yeah, outfit yeah, 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 yeah. might match the concept of the concert yes and yeah, yeah, yeah the piece that we're playing so mm-hmm. it can be very much to our advantage as we said before yes. looks and maybe looking sexy or you know yeah wearing a long dress this is part of it if you are a president like Angela Merkel you don't Prime want yeah. people um focusing on your appearance and it you know it takes away from your mental whatever yeah. what you're trying to portray yeah. a mentally strong stable yeah. super do you know what I just wonder person. like spontaneously now I think that Like it's so interesting because we always talk about it again and the artistic thing is such a handicap for guys are always like oh we can only wear a suit yeah. and you can wear all these dresses yeah. and short and long and colors and cuts and everything and I am I feel like I mean I've got no idea the historical background of it but like the suit is sort of a uniform for men to be like in a way socially acceptable without it being in any way a statement on anything other than it's just kind of a blank canvas from which they can then, you know, be opinionated in one or the other direction, like in all the jobs, whether it's politics or business or anything. And maybe kind of women have not figured out officially... Like their suit. Their their, their uniform, like Mm. their blank canvas. And that's why, like, women are trying to take the, the male canvas. But because in the rest of, you know... In the rest of their lives, women are much more into fashion and to like expressing themselves and, you know, like the creatively inclined to to express with their clothes. And maybe I'm, I'm not saying that that would be like a necessary step, like have women wear <laughs> one type of outfit. But I think that that is what it is. The fact that we don't have the kind of completely unofficial blank canvas outfit that works unless it's maybe the suit like the male suit yeah or i was wondering maybe the black the the, the blank canvas outfit is actually you know the former dress which we're trying to get away from oh like the, like the kind of conservative yeah, yeah, exactly. knee length dress yeah. with like interesting yeah but it's interesting because i feel that in a way maybe men at some point sacrifice their rights to be like super individualistic mm. in order to be effective, yeah. you know? And that, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that that is a good payoff, but that women, also say different time, but kind of like, you know, like to be individualistic. Not yeah, more than men, but like in terms of their fashion, it's more, I would say, widespread for women yeah. to be more individualistic. I mean, I'm sure we're fashion. going to talk about this later, but I think it's also just part of the innate female and male characteristics, you know, men striving for different things than women. Yes. Oh yeah. When yeah. I say this, I just want to say not all men, not all women, yeah. but, but like just generally the a average, majority, the, the yeah. average, yeah. The majority. The average. Yeah. Of course, there are men that want something that the average woman wants and vice versa and that's totally fine, but just the average woman strives for maybe more creative expression than the, than a man. Yeah. Or also more as you said into fashion, more visual, yeah. visually expressive. Yeah. 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 This type of thing. And Because I think that if a man is like super hot, let's just say like very, very put together hairstyle, like very well tailored suit, maybe like slightly tight suit, that is also commented on. You know, like yeah. if it's if it's something like, if it, for example, with Justin Trudeau became uh, prime minister, pre- prime minister, right, of Canada, everyone was 
talking about that he's good looking or 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 Macron even like you know like it, when it when there is a correct an optical characteristic that yeah. somehow immediately jumps at you it, it it's commented on in either on either yeah, gender yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's just that the fact that women so often just like what they wear there is there is not the average outfit for a woman there is only individual different types of outfits for women there is the conservative woman the i don't know like wilder more expressive woman the one that wears patterns the one that wears you know like very elegant looking like there are only types there is not the like one kind of normal thing which i find nice but i think that's the reason why it's always commented on and yeah. why it's so kind of difficult not to notice is that more elegant is that more because it also expresses like kind of what character you are of course it expresses what character you are but also i do think that it is a bit of a problem that it's such a distraction yeah. what the woman yeah. is wearing again not in our field in our field because it's part it of the enhances part it. of the yeah. performance yeah. but in any other field you know that whenever i don't know uh, kate middleton or princess yeah. diana yeah. make an appearance it's all about what was she wearing yeah it it first of all it puts pressure on what are you going to wear yeah and secondly it of course takes away from everything intellectual mental yeah. you know But anything that has to do with the inner world of the person yeah. it's all about the outer yeah. world and the inner world is not being discussed yeah. this is being discussed for the but to be fair men. prince william always looks the same that's why it's yeah, never exactly. commented upon yeah. so i would say that i mean this is not a very well th like a uh, thought through idea that i would like to like sign but would we be ready to trade off the fact that you know you can be individualistic and change your appearance according to the event by saying that okay let's have Kate Middleton also wear the same thing every time and then it would also never be commented upon yeah, after two or course. three times you know yeah. and i don't know if that is in the interest well, of women or well i think that's or... what the female conductors might be doing yeah that's yeah. exactly what they're that, doing yeah, yeah no it's yeah. true it's true because i think in their position they just have to be taken seriously yes they're going in front of mm. that orchestra there is no room for the violinist saying look at that little short dress and the cellist saying yeah. oh but i like the shoes i'm yesterday. sure it's still coming by the way i'm very sure yeah, that yeah. that is that but is still I think, coming <laughs> i think this is why they're doing it they're yeah. they're taking they away all of that mm -hmm. as you said they're sac let's say sacrificing it because i mean i know some of these female conductors and in their everyday life they're not like that yeah, yeah. at all but, it but somehow when they go it's somehow orchestra it somehow means that i would say being different or being too individualistic takes away from your authority in I, a way I guess Because, that, I mean I yeah. would I would say that like instinctively I I would say there is a way to keep not having to present as neutral as possible and still be taken seriously Well it But, takes away from your authority because it gives more room to be attacked if you're individualistic yeah. you're more in the extreme so someone might love you more yes. but someone might yeah. hate you more yeah, if you're yeah. just very serious and plain Yeah then maybe people won't fall in love with you but they won't be able to attack yeah. you so easily and they will just have to yeah. listen to of you of course I, i gravitate more to the first yeah, like yeah. be individualistic and but in a, as a in a position of a leader be it a political leader or a leader of an orchestra mm -hmm. of course you don't need people to love you you just need them to follow you well of course you have conductors who maybe not because of their fashion are super individualistic and have that hype of, of being hated and loved simultaneously yeah, yeah, yeah. that it that works but no i understand what you yeah. mean it's a very interesting it's a very interesting um very interesting like way of of looking at it yeah. like this kind also with like you know what the suit signifies and yeah. what that means and you know the trade off 
Um, okay, so we've already touched upon it, of course, so much, but maybe if there is any other thoughts left on it, of course, the topic of looks. Do looks play a role in the way it's perceived on with guys, perceived upon with guys or with girls? Because, I mean, there are some very obvious facts. I mean, that- yeah. I, one thing that I find very annoying, actually, as a girl, is that looks play a role in the way that the younger you are as a woman the more desirable you are, everyone's trying to look young. And there's even this saying, a fine a man ages like fine wine and a woman ages like fruit. Um, <laughs> I have heard the first, I hadn't heard the second. Interesting. And so, you know, uh, it's a bit, the man grows older and whatever, he's still handsome. The woman grows older and frantically tries to still look young. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that is something that's annoying and that's problematic mm-hmm. also, look-wise. Um, so of course looks play a role and the women just have to always look as young as possible. Yeah, I always wonder with these things, whether it is the men's opinion, because that's like kind of right. That's the underlying assumption that yeah. men want women to be young and women don't mind men to age mm-hmm. normal. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder whether it is a pressure put on at least, uh, this to the same extent from women themselves because it's the women buying the products it's the women course, perpetuating yeah, yeah. this industry and many times the same way that you know it's with makeup and like looking as perfect and fake as possible where especially you have are of the belief that you know men love the natural look mm-hmm. and not the like super made up look and i tend to believe that men respect a woman that you know ages gracefully i'm not saying like don't take care of yourself but i mean don't <laughs> Botox yourself up until you're unrecognizable. There is yeah. a huge spectrum between those two I mean, things. I mean, I totally also think, of course, at this point, it's probably the women leading mm-hmm. this whole, oh, women have to look young mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I'll, but I think that the origin does come from somewhere else. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. also just simple things like, you know, yeah, I want a young bride, a young untouched. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Virgin, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. This whole thinking, I think that's what it's connected to ultimately. Like purity and exactly. Like that. Yeah. Mm. And you know, in every love poem, yeah. it's always he found his young bride. Mm-hmm. This word mm-hmm. young always plays, plays a, role. a role. So I think it does come from a time where this was valued just simply because it young meant untouched. And mm-hmm. that's what you were looking for, an untouched woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays it's completely shifted and the women are, women yeah. are going crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I keep thinking back to this one clip that's a bit unrelated, but to this one clip that I saw of um, couples being interviewed, I don't know, the 60s or 50s or something like that, about whether the man should be present at the birth of their children. Mm. And I mean, now, if a man were to say, I don't want to be present, I think it's, I don't know, disgusting or something, we would, we would stone him and be like, oh my God, how can you be? You know, the woman is pregnant for nine months, it's your child. And interesting, and obviously like something between then and now shifted, changed. Now it's very normal for men to be present at their children's birth. And I remember that with that interview, it was like just taking a poll on the street that it was the women that didn't want the men to be present. They were like, no, this is not a place for the man. I don't want him to see me like that, things like that. So I always wonder whether we are being, you know, whether we are losing sight of who is the one that wants certain things and are, and therefore losing sight of our, of our own capability to influence these things. If we didn't want women to have to have the pressure to look as young as possible, maybe it's women that need to make the change. 
You know what I mean? Like this type of thing. Yeah. I'm trying to take, in a way, take back control of the situations yeah. that are unsatisfying. And I believe I that there is a yeah. lot of control to be taken. I mean, I would definitely say that the origins did not lie with the women. As I said, the origins definitely lied mm. with the men and with the... the you the mean like the young that, thing now? Yes, not yes. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the image that society gave or that men gave society. I don't know. But yeah. that's where the origin is. Now... I think it's absolutely yeah. no, I our responsibility to, I agree with that statement to that take back control. It has shifted yeah. in a way. Yeah, no, I agree. Exactly. And I, I also think, I mean, be a confident woman. Just be yourself. Like, uh, what's oh, wasn't it Audrey Hepburn or someone who said, like, you know, it wasn't Audrey Hepburn, the actress that said the most beautiful thing you can do is to just age gracefully. I don't know. I don't know who said it, but, but I agree. <laughs> yeah. So just, I mean, don't be intimidated by all these things and yeah. just stop doing it. And then that's what's going to be the yeah. new normal. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the normal right now, I find, is scary. No, I agree. And I think the, the normal is also not beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't know who we are kidding. Yeah. I mean, when I see these old... Older, what do I mean old? Older, like 55, 65-year-olds yeah. that are trying to imitate a 40-year-old. I mean, if it's so plain to see how much fakeness goes into it. And I immediately connect that to insecurity, exactly. which I yeah. find much more off-putting yeah. than security and like being proud of who you are. And I mean, it's, I don't know, I find it... I, The, 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 the thing that I find astounding is that it doesn't even look good. Mm. You know, if it looked good, there, you might say, yeah, but look, it looks amazing. She actually looks like she's 30, but no one looks like they're yeah, 30, you know? Exactly. It so, just looks unnatural. It looks unnatural. Yeah. And I also, I mean, many times when it, I understand, of course, that like the, 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 some details, you know, that, you know, you don't want to look... Um, I don't know, like you don't want your skin to be completely spotted or I don't know mm -hmm. what I understand the little details, but the general philosophy that youth and innocence and purity is somehow deemed as more attractive than the opposite, which would be, you know, wisdom, um, experience, individuality, and like kind of, I would say the opposite of purity, not to be like something more dirty, but something more real Just and authentic yeah and um, i never understood why people would choose inexperienced over experience like any self-respecting person would choose inexperience over experience yeah yeah exactly in anything you know like when you grow older you should be proud and you know be proud to present what you've lived because this shows yeah, that you absolutely. are someone who knows stuff someone who has lived stuff yeah, yeah. and Yeah. Not, yeah, and I mean, not there are... play that. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not make you look dumber. Absolutely. And I mean, of course, there again, these magazines that sell... Who read who read these magazines? Women read these those magazines, yeah. you know? Like that says like, oh my, look at J-Lo. She looks the same like she was when she was 40 and now but she's... But J-Lo is uh, I know. someone who's just super healthy. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> but I'm just saying like the fact that what is being complimented on her is not look at the new music or new dance yeah. move or new performance but the fact that she managed to still look extremely young you know yes. i think generally we should switch from we, we should definitely switch to healthy like yeah. what needs to be put into the center of women's appearances whether it is pertaining to age whether it is to weight whether it is to like um, amount of products used mm. or anything it should be health and not some visual characteristic like thin fat boobs yeah. um skin tone hair color hair whatever curly or non-curly yeah. than that it should be healthy because if we switch most things that are naturally attractive to people is what is healthy 
if we just kept that alone and stopped poking our fingers into that equation and trying to create something unnatural in either direction, I think we would all be much happier if we just focused on health yeah. rather than some end result that we deem should be the healthy look. Because yeah. healthy looks different on different people. But all within, I would say, a framework that is attractive. And also, I think when it comes to fitness, you know, don't focus on, you know, being the crazy bodybuilder or being the, I don't know, this type of body, this type of body. As you said, if you just focus on actually feeling healthy, being healthy, you know, eat well, move a normal amount of Absolutely. movement, Absolutely. then I think the rest is going to just come automatically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, the people that so-called age gracefully, of course, there is some gene like jackpot certainly also attached to yeah. that let's not kid ourselves like you know there are people that have easier to handle genes than yeah. others when it comes to appearance but are also the people that do healthy things consistently throughout sure. their entire lives i mean your partner is one of the best examples he's for over 40 and he looks extremely young he looks very young yeah because he's constantly you know i mean obviously he was an athlete when he was younger and all these things play into being healthy but um Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a big thing. Um, let's get back to the music yeah, industry. The music industry. <laughs> Because um, the thing that I obviously always have in the back of my mind when it comes to looks is the level of sexiness you choose to portray. And that, I find, is much more prevalent with female artists, musicians, than male. Obviously, if a, if a male artist is good-looking, that is definitely in his favor. I mean, there are many, like, people that are not famous because of, like, men that are because of their looks, but definitely their looks have helped, I would say. Mm -hmm. But with girls, it's always, like, when, even when you, like, give pictures and everything, it's always like, okay, is it a, a more sexy, a more revealing picture? Is it a short dress? Is it a serious look? Is it a smiling look? Is it a more romantic look? Whatever. And, of course... The, I would say, pinnacle of that discussion are two, I would say, very famous female pianists who are of varying quality, in my opinion. We don't have to name them. But both of them, the first thing that is mentioned when you talk about them are the outfits, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, speaking about the pianists, I think that it's very often the case that they are reduced to their looks Because they Choose. draw so much yeah. attention yeah. to yeah. the look and through the outfit and through yeah. the whole presentation yeah, and through yeah, the yeah. whole image, which is a shame because both of them are amazing pianists. Both of them are really, really good. And I think we had this discussion just very recently mm -hmm. with a friend and both, I mean, both of them really know how to play. And the discussion very often shifts to oh, but they're actually not so good, but they look good. Yeah. And I mean, I prefer famous. one far to the other. But okay, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but, and, and, um, and I find, yeah, I mean, in, in my opinion, with one, with the one pianist is really, I mean, anyone who knows about the music industry will immediately know which one we would probably be talking about. But with, with her, I find it so interesting because she is skilled so above averagely in all respects. Like, technically, it's, almost superhuman but in also all other regards like she's a serious musician she's not like just you know some sort of technical you yeah. know show-off person like she's so skilled and she but her career in like the way I perceived it you know the first things that I heard about her before anything else was the 
outfits. And I yeah. wonder whether that was the springboard of her career, actually. So, yeah, that's know? what I mean. So when you talk about them now, you kind of always hear, yeah, it's this, the hot one and the sexy one and whatever. Um, and no one talks about how they play, although they both play very well. And I think it's so unfair that people speak about, or the, you know, or sometimes they kind of insinuate that the, you know, maybe not so great, but good looking girl that's playing because mm-hmm. I think that's nonsense. And as you said, the the moment when both of them really came onto the radar of everybody, like on a really international level that everyone in the music business knows know them, um, is because of what they were wearing. There were yeah. literal articles about yeah. the outfits. And yeah. Now comes the big question. Do you think that one or both or either of them would have been able to achieve that level of fame as male pianists do. And I mean, as, by the way, other pian... I mean, not that level, but I mean, they're also especially very good, you know, especially one of them. So um, do you think they would have achieved the same level without the outfits? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think they would have achieved the same level. And I think this is where the crux is. Because this is now where, of course, you could say well, they're lucky that they are women and they can use this. But of course, it's also a shame that they have to use this. But I wonder whether they have to. Like, like, I I agree that it is a shame. And I agree that it's, I I cannot guarantee, like, I I, I don't feel comfortable saying, of course they wouldn't. But I mean, if I think, especially like one of them, I would say is the biggest name to come out of the last few, like decade, I would say, right? I mean... There is I no mean, other that in, compares. In both cases, in both cases, they are they've become so famous that they have transcended the just the music business yeah. and have gone into the general entertainment industry, going from jewelry to Hollywood to everything. So they are present in everything. And I think this type of fame is also not even common in male musicians yeah. of our generation. And I think this level of fame, I can only think of one male name that is on that level. And um, other than that... Yeah. So, well, okay, what, why do you think he managed to get to that level and she wouldn't have without the dresses? What was special about him that catapulted him to the type of fame? Well, that- I think that his career started, obviously, with, you know, the typical way of a very famous older generation supporting him, you know, conductors and, mm-hmm. and so on. And then, I mean, I, I never really followed his career, so I cannot really say exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was also someone who went very quickly also into the a little crossover direction. So I feel like that also played a role. You know, he I don't perceive him as a strictly classical Pianist. I mean, I would, uh, the way I perceive him as a super strictly classical pianist that then made few appearances like Pavarotti style yeah, yeah, with, exactly. with other musicians. But I, I mean, I remember that what like his big thing, which is also her big thing, which was like, was like that he was technically so skilled. Right. And mm-hmm. that his interpretations were like kind of 
not following the norm and very individualistic. And it was the same as it was with many other musicians that like get that level of stardom, that the critics, you know, builded him up and heralded him as this like incredible genius. And then when he reached that level of like kind of un untouchable fame, it was then all about, ah, oh, what ridiculous interpretations. And, blah, blah, blah. and I remember mm. that when we kind of started becoming aware of musicians, it had already tipped to people saying like, ah, oh, you know, he's not super serious, which is why we might have perceived him yeah, as maybe. that. You know, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me really to say much about him because he's because the most famous classical musicians of our time. I would say he's the one that appears mm, in talk shows for you know, sure. Like no, no, for sure. Stuff like that. I, I also feel like he was, you know, of course, if I say that, it's obvious who we're talking about. But he was like China's superstar. You know, yeah. he was the person who made many people in that country want to yeah. use piano to come to the yeah. Western world. But I mean, these are all special things, I would say, that are very, you know, close to the art. He didn't need a gimmick to... He to didn't need a gimmick. Yeah, I, I think actually, you're right, there was no gimmick. But somehow in my mind also, I might be wrong, I feel like he's also a bit older generation already. He's not same age, I mean, I would right? say he is between what we would call the actual older generation of like yeah. Kissing, that, right. that are still performing yeah. today, older generation, and like the ones that we're talking about yeah. now. He's like in the middle. He's in the middle. but Because I feel like he had more of a conventional career than the people that are coming, up and coming need, today. Like, gimmicky stuff are more important yeah. now than it used to be, yeah. for sure, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. but um, there is one, one other one that I know that you were pointing yeah. towards, who is another one who's, um, yeah, I yeah, know so what you mean. He is very much this generation, I would say. Yeah. And he, I think, is really a good example of, you know, using the typical male um, characteristics, I would like, say. you know, He's very much the intellectual. Philosophical. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And he also is on the level that he's transcended just the music industry, yeah. you know, gone into other... Yeah. Um, branches of the entertainment industry even into political levels and um i think yeah. that him his behavior as a woman would be impossible to be honest i think this would not be possible i mean i i, I don't know i would have to think of that i wouldn't so easily agree to that but i would have to think about that yeah what i find though interesting that even him i mean he's not i would say like uh, someone who's the first thing you think is oh handsome you know right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but even he worked on his appearance for sure to 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 you know like like to create an image yeah. you know well, and an the interesting thing is because you, you you immediately said and i find that interesting because i can't say i've like landed on on an opinion that i'm 100 comfortable with yet a woman could not have this type of career and i yeah. wonder whether because it is so widely believed that a woman could not have this type of career that that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy you know because i would say why not you know the the, the thing like well i mean why not of I course you know it needs a one in a it, it needs someone to combine many different things you know i mean first of all you need that type of a woman okay but that, you need totally that level exists. of skill but that yeah, yeah. yeah okay but let's say that he exactly he, this version exists as a female mm -hmm. i think that the the real problem is that the comments will not be taken in the same way coming from a female because if he says it it's like oh interesting okay yeah a bit controversial but interesting coming from a female i feel like in that quantity like they mm -hmm. come from him it would just be like this is annoying you know what is that i mean i I, i would say that nowadays it would be it's different i think nowadays yeah, yeah, everything okay. would like no, I mean, this everything is like coming yeah seven eight years ago when it started yeah i i mean i'm not sure about that with him i think that 
Because I find that it's kind of like a two wrong things happening at the same time. One thing is society maybe, I would say, accepting in the image of a, you know, intellectual, philosophical, slightly opinionated artist more when it comes from a man. That definitely being true. Yeah. But I would say that the other thing that is also the, the, the second wrong is that women being so convinced of the fact that the only extra thing they can offer other their than their skill, yeah. are their looks, that they are fulfilling that prophecy as yeah. well. And I believe there is more room in society for, I would say, smart, intellectual, this type of, you know, like, yeah. let's just say prototype of the intellectual career rather than the, oh, she's so beautiful or so sexy career, than we give society credit for. And I think that nowadays, obviously, but nowadays the reason why there is more room for it are not reasons I'm necessarily... Uh, I would say, like, I, I also find a bit scary. You yeah. Know, like the, where but it's not- I mean, we, it's going back to that discussion we had in the beginning with the suit and the conductors. Yeah. You know, y- you also said that somehow you have this strange feeling when you see this conductor that's not living out her female side, but that's like very much yeah. hair back and let's say focusing on those intellectual. Yeah. And see, even in us who are so pro yeah. strong women, we still find that. Not strange, but somehow surprising. No, I, I find the only thing is I find it a bit intriguing because it is. I mean, there are so many different female conductors that all adhere yeah. to that same. But I mean, because idea. As, as we said before, because they obviously want to stress that intellectual side, yeah. and because you said you know, as an intellectual woman, and then therefore have to feel or feel or have to, I don't yeah. know, take away. From their visual yeah, appearance, yeah. but so, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I think the, the goal is to somehow manage to to live it and to yeah. teach society that both is possible. The combination, I agree. Of have the I, female I side with that. plus the intellectual. Absolutely, yeah, that I agree with one hundred percent. And I think that I mean, maybe I'm too naive or optimistic or haven't been disappointed enough mm-hmm. or anything, but I fundamentally believe that, especially in our time, that is possible. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that one of the most toxic things that we can spread, anyone who has the slightest bit of uh, influence over other people, or even just in a discussion with someone, is to pretend that that is not possible. Because I would say that even if something is not probable, the worst thing you can do is make it look that it's impossible. Because most things that, you know, most progress is done by someone believing that something improbable is possible. And the change totally lies within us, just like with the youth craze mm-hmm. it's us who have to stop it by just stop doing it yeah it's also us who just have to go ahead and be assertive and express our intellectual intelligent thoughts <laughs> yeah and just no be i agree heard and i agree. kind of demand to be heard and to be honest for example with me i'm very vocal and i would say very uh also unapologetic about my opinions and i've often gotten comments especially if like my opinions differed from the norm of that group or whatever that are critical and are a bit you know like like you're often very quickly put into a corner of what you are or what you're not but I think the important thing is I've also never found that threatening again I've always found that to be an asset you know to be memorable to not be to not be lost in a crowd or things like that I don't know I mean it's it's a huge huge uh, umbrella of things that fall under under that question (laughs) So um okay let's let's talk about one I would say big cliche also one that I think we've had 
you know, we know lots about also from stories from other people is this concept of sleeping, you know, sleeping around to the top. Yeah. Well, I mean, concept obviously exists. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and like your, your, your thoughts about that. Not, not, I'm not asking whether you would do it because okay. I mean, you know you wouldn't, yeah. but I mean, maybe also your own attitude towards it, but what you think about it generally. Um, well, I mean, I think it's just something that's part of life. Uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's not at all only in the music industry, not only in the entertainment industry, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. In the office, in mm -hmm. whatever, schools, universities, mm -hmm. medicine, law, <laughs> in everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's part of life. And sleeping to the top, of course, sounds horrible. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that there are some people that actually, you know, ruthlessly kind do of, this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm doing this person, this person, and then yeah. I'm going to get there. But I think in life, it's actually, there's always some kind of yeah. human, um, relationship, some kind of chemistry there. And whether it ends up in sleeping with each other or just with some flirty comment, everything's going to influence the action. And it's so hard to draw the lines. I, I really wouldn't know. Where do you mm -hmm. properly draw the lines? I mean, obviously, well, obviously the word attraction. consensual is yeah, yeah, yeah. But very I mean, you important. Would draw the line at attraction, right? No, no, but I mean, where do you draw the lines of the behavior? You know, is it going to be the one look, or is it going to be the touch, oh, yeah, yeah, or is yeah, yeah, it going to yeah. be mm -hmm. the lingering like what are you hand? Gonna, what are you going to let happen before exactly. you set the boundary? Yeah, or what exactly? Um, and if two people somehow have chemistry and something happens and then something professionally good happens, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't condone it. I'm mm -hmm. not totally against it. I just think it's, it's part of life. Yeah. And we kid ourselves if we think that there can yeah. be a world where this does not exist. Yeah. Personally, I would never be able to just switch off my mind and yeah. say, I'm going to go to this person that I actually find disgusting <laughs> yeah. and just do this in order to get something. Yeah. I mean, not just from the perspective of finding the person disgusting. Also, I could never be on stage feeling like I earned this moment with something other than my musical skill. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that, that is the other like big <laughs> side of it. I, I was thinking about this a lot actually before when I was preparing this episode, because I was thinking it exists primarily in two dynamics, women sleeping with more powerful men to do it and gay men sleeping with powerful gay men to do it. It very rarely exists men sleeping with powerful women to do it, which means that the, I would say, the, the, the only person, I would say not characteristically engaging in it, is the powerful woman, because the not powerful man and the powerful, um, the, the, the powerful man and the not powerful woman does it, which the only like reason that I can think of is I would say that there Men generally, that's like a general thing. I've, you know, a bit like read some research on that. Um, like to pick partners that are intellectually, or I would say generally, either on their level or below, below them. Yeah. Women generally tend to choose partners that are either on their level or above them. That's like a general, just what they find attractive. Again, most women, you know. So it one has to say that when it comes, I don't know if you can say toxic masculinity or whatever, that powerful women are not necessarily attracted by the idea of like using their power to sleep with people that are less, you know, whatever, competent, whatever than them. 
um, because it's not something they find attractive. And that yeah. cannot be said for powerful men. Powerful men find it very attractive, the idea yeah. to... Yeah, I also feel like the issue of dominance plays a big role because mm -hmm. dominating... I mean, there's, of course, dominance on every level, but I feel like it is a very male thing to find pleasure in dominating someone by engaging with someone in such an intimate way when you are the more powerful person you know and then maybe having the open path of I can help you I cannot help you do you want something for me that I can give you I think as you said for a woman that's not necessarily something so attractive they're just yeah, like the like the kind of powerless exactly. boy <laughs> yeah 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 I mean I don't know whether it's a matter of dominance that it would be like a bit more of an insidious I would say observation yeah not necessarily whether insidious I just mean you have the power. By dominance, I mean you have the power to decide something yeah. for Because that person in their life, to maybe make a yeah. change. Because I do that think that women life. are, I don't know, I, I, I would say, if I think about it, also very attracted to the idea of power. I just think that you don't want to, like you're not interested in exerting that power in a sexual way. I think it's the power over the the less powerful person. And I, in my mind, that's just a theory. Um, I kind of put it back to the fact that the man wants to be the head of the family and the man wants to be the one that provides and also, of course, decides for the kids what is good for you, what is bad for you, what are you going to do? And the woman is the nurturing part, the loving part, the man is the kind of decisive mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the man decides for the child and the powerful man is maybe reminded of that feeling that, mm -hmm. you know, there's someone in a less powerful position, he can be like, if you make this step, you can go there. You mean you like know, the damsel in distress myth, kind of. Yeah, I don't even necessarily mean it in this distress way, but, yeah. but in a way, yes, in a yeah. way. And, you know, yeah. I can help you go there. And for the woman, it's that's not really a thought that we go to, you know. Mm. You're less powerful. If you do this, go there. It's more like, as you said, let's find an equal partner. Let's talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so, and that brings me to the last um, question, one, of course, that could not be missing from an episode <laughs> like this, which is Me Too movement related. Basically, like, what? maybe let's save the actual, like, uh, our opinion of the entire movement for, for a later episode, because I think it's definitely something I would love to talk about. Yeah. Um, maybe just, like, let's keep it just on, of, on your just experiences simple. yeah no on your experiences if you've ever feel like you had a me too experience oh. or not or you know yeah well i mean i think that the most obvious me too experience was one that we had together actually i had it in my mind for us the story at the end of the episode but i okay. can already we say can it combine now it. Yeah. we can combine it yeah so um i think i know which one it is basically kiveli and i were um, in a very nice hotel in a different country and there was a conductor there who conducted the concert there and we had gone to it that evening and then we were kind of, there was also someone else there and we were all hanging out uh, in the restaurant, I don't know, in the bar, I don't remember. Yeah, like so a, two yeah. girls, Kiveli and, and I and then two older guys. Well, I mean, um, who'd played the concert. This yeah, sounds yeah, really who, weird. Who played, yeah, yeah. Played, <laughs> like I the mean, soloist and the conductor. And the conductor. And um, we, we met the conductor that evening for the first time, mm -hmm. I think. And um, yeah, he, he's definitely a famous, powerful mm -hmm. person. And we were hanging out and then it was time to say goodbye. And then... I mean, let's just say that the entire evening had been what I would call 
uh, flirty with no obvious consequence. You know what I mean? Right. Whenever, like innuendos but and things like that. in a way that, I mean, flirty in a ridiculous way. Yeah, like yeah. In a way that's that, what I mean with flirty with no yeah. consequence. You but know, like, like in not, a way that in no yeah. possible yeah, scenario. Yeah. No, but I, the reason why I'm happen. saying it is because I want to be like very fair to everybody involved. And I mean, the vibe was that I and I are both very extroverted, easily, easygoing people. And I mean, the boundaries were in my mind clear as they were, but, uh, but th there was, you know, like the vibe was not like, you know, okay, bye, you know, I'm gonna, it, it was, you know, it was very, we were, we were kind of enjoying each other's like, you know, repartee. In a but I just want to say there was, when you say flirty, There was no touching. No, 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 nothing. There was nothing like that. No, no, no. But it like, was like it, this could this conversation in my mind could happen with anybody. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But I'm yeah. So then we said goodbye, and then he left his jacket. Right. What, what, what happened was like while we were at the hotel bar, we had like we were outside, and without me saying, I didn't say that I was cold. I was just outside right, right. in, a, in yeah. Alvin he said maybe you're cold here let me give you your jacket I said and I actually said no it's not necessary but he insisted and I was like okay so he gave me his jacket and then 10 minutes later he said he, he went to go to his room and as he said goodbye I took off his jacket and went to give it to me he said no 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 bring it to my hotel room this and this is my hotel room number and I, and again I insisted I was like no, actually I'm okay like I'm not cold You get, he was like, and he insisted again no bring it to my room And I said, all right, I'll bring you to your room. I want to go to bed in five minutes anyway. Yeah, and then we knocked on the door and he was there. Um, and of course, we gave him the jacket and I mean, nothing happened. No, I mean, the, he was definitely Yeah, no, I mean, the, in, the interesting thing was it. two things. Obviously, he told me to go to his room. No, he didn't say come by yourself. But I mean, I was supposed to give him his jacket. And I remember like, it was kind of clear that you would come with me, but obviously the situation was far easier by the fact that it were two of us. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, we knocked on his door and I remember he was in a bathrobe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, what I remember from that situation was that like the moment I saw him and he saw me, the, the move was so clear and almost like so honest in a way like this is what I'm trying to do right now that you know I, I just said you know thank you so much see you tomorrow you know and and I almost like we laughed with each other in a way because it was like he made his move and it was my I mean he didn't thing. just make one move he made three moves no no I meant I meant <laughs> the move being like he opened the door in his bathroom right you know what I mean yeah. like he he made it as clear as he could possibly be you know and I did not want to obviously yeah. and I mean obviously because not because like I would never sleep with a conductor but obviously because there was zero attraction from my side you know so um and then you know I just gave him his jacket and I closed the door I've told yeah. this story to many people and you know many people are like yeah you were lucky that he didn't push on and everything seriously I was lucky that you were also there I mean that was the major thing yeah, yeah. that you know kind of put a stop to it for sure also but also I believe that You know, I mean, he tried and I... I mean, as you said, he tried in a very, very pleasant way. Yeah, he didn't you know, push me anyway. There are also yeah. very... Yeah, yeah. Much pushier Yeah, of course, people. of course. And also like, also in, in, in a situation... But still, it was a very obvious one, you know. It, yeah. After saying no four or five times he was yes, still trying to yeah insisting. and of course the i mean the, the, that thought never crossed my mind and like, i mean should i maybe to get a concert yeah. it wasn't even in the frame of like my evaluation of the situation but also just i mean 
of course, you know, it's all about the inner uh, values, but look wise, I mean, I just want to say it was a beauty and the beast situation. <laughs> I, For sure. It, I, For sure. it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when I say beast, I'm not exaggerating. I, I agree. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, if it were a beauty and the beauty situation, I might no, have no, been attracted to him, and I, then the situation would have been because, totally because different. Because he kept insisting, it's it's not like yeah, yeah, okay, uh, like as if it's like like as you if know, you know, oh, maybe you're gonna change your mind. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, no, it, it was a very, very classic. I would say conductor using his position exactly. to get sex. Yeah. And Having only that, try, yeah. having only that to offer in that moment, yeah. you know. And I'm sure that he's been successful very for often. Sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of this. That's also the the one that that comes yeah. comes to mind from my side. Um. I'm thinking of it. I mean. I mean. Maybe I, I just want to say. I've, of course, I've also had some other experiences that yeah. were not as obvious. Yeah. But still, some you know smaller me too experiences. Um. One with like. Uh, friend slash very successful <laughs> musician who uh, mm -hmm. it was all about he was in the position that he could suggest names for a series and he kind of and and my name was on the list and he had to say like who he would suggest and and we were talking and he told me about that and he was kind of like yeah well you know you have to work to for me to suggest yeah and yeah. that was very Awkward and also very obviously yeah 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 in that using, direction yeah. using that so yeah. something like that you know several situations like this but yeah. nothing super major I mean to be honest most of the times that I have seen or witnessed relationships or or, or connections between two people that were very clearly in the position of like someone with a lot of authority and someone considerably younger and like in in can only benefit from their influence. I'm thinking also in terms of like teachers and mm -hmm. students. Um, like I've more often than not experienced it being started by the quote unquote less influential person. Mm. You know, I mean yeah. that is a different. Different. This is not me too related. This is more like you know if because it, it was a very normal thing and one that I find actually quite interesting. That we just took it as a, such such a normal thing because it's so weird that. The, like the especially the past generation of extremely well known and accomplished professors would at some point have like a girlfriend who was a student and then also marry her sometimes also marry her <laughs> and 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 it was like there is literally like I can think of the top of my mind of like five examples that just and my come favorite to my mind. example is a professor yeah, who I, I was talking to at the table in the Mensa of the university, and who said the sentence to my face, you know, I've known my wife since she was a little baby. Yeah. I was just holding her in my arm. And I was, and because there was an age difference of, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. 40 years or something. Something yeah, like this. Least. And he was like, and I was just stroking her. And I just thought that's the weirdest yes. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, Someone that is say about creepy. his wife. That is creepy, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, like, it's a very common relationship model of like the old professorship types yeah. you know the ones that basically don't have a family but just live for their class and things like that I mean in all fairness including our teacher he also had student girlfriends yeah and and but but it's not I mean in that situation that's why I, I would like to separate it from the me too movement it's almost a separate thing it's not like it is 
love. It is true love that is motive. Well, well, I don't know if it's no, no, love no, no, no. from the teacher's no, no, no. side. Oh, okay, no, no. But I meant from the side of the of the of the student. Okay, that is motivated, yeah. of course, by things like you know all of the competence and the person and their understanding of music or art or whatever. And of course, I would say that in many cases there is a, a very dysfunctional aspect to it. Yeah, but I mean, there's it's, also it's, hope for, you know, the teacher helping you in this and that. I don't know if that's, if that is the, I mean, in, in the things, in the situations that I think about, my, like, you know, I haven't spoken to them, my feeling was that there was true love and affection for the person, maybe coming out of unresolved, you know, like yeah. things inside you. I mean, from the teacher's side, I'm definitely sure that it was not <laughs> true love always. It depends. We both know that from our teacher, I think his true love was a student, just not, you know, when he was a younger yeah, teacher. Yeah, but he had millions of student yeah, but girlfriends I, you know and which not one all I mean. of them were true loves. No, no, but I yeah. mean, like, I'm just no, saying... No, but I'm, I mean, let's not pretend that these professors no, no, no. are madly saying... in love with every student that they sleep with. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I, yeah. I mean not. I meant like these relationships, yeah, not yeah. the ones that. I mean, I don't know about like the sleeping thing. The one that I meant was the one that had like year long relationships yeah, yeah. that didn't last like for a phase, but was like an actual thing that had you know longev longevity. So um, yeah, that's what I. But that is a, a bit of a, a bit of a different thing. I think we should definitely do one episode on yeah. on me too, and and that for sure maybe. The next episode, or or maybe the one after the next, because the yeah. next one we wanted to do on a different, different. And we already had so many stories. I don't know. I would have to think. I didn't think of a of a story to tell tell about you. Oh, actually, I do have an interesting story. Just like that has totally to do with what we were talking about before, which is that I rarely sit in the audience when you play because mm. usually when when I go to concerts it's because we're playing them together yeah. but I remember one time I was in the audience in the Turnhalle Düsseldorf when you were playing Mozart Piano Concerto and I was sitting just somewhere in the middle you know inconspicuously and I remember that you went on stage and you were wearing this um golden mm. dress with the um like backless golden dress that has like you know glitter I mean it's a very solo solo yeah. dress and I remember you came on stage and the first thing like the people in the back row said like in the, in the row behind me was like oh wow she chose like a very very um, beautiful and like outfit like a, a dress that like you know really attracts attention and everything and, and, and I was like okay wow like literally that was the first thing they said like look at that dress you know mm. you know I played a concert three days ago and I wore that dress uh -huh. and that dress always makes a splash yeah. I went on stage and I immediately heard, you know, from the audience, like, whoa, the dress, you know, yeah, 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 all the yeah, comments, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very much like, ooh, what's happening? Yeah. What's happening? It's the same thing. I remember I was giving a, a recital and I was wearing, you know, my red jumpsuit. Yeah. That's like shining red. Yeah. It's not like a dark red. It's like a hello red. Yeah. And the critic, the first thing said, like, yeah. The heading was like, um, recital in a shining red jumpsuit. <laughs> Okay, then thank you. You know, like it, it's yeah. it's it's interesting. But I mean, I mean, we've I, yeah. I've never found it to be a handicap. I just think it's it's such a cliche that it's just so true. You know, yeah. about people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was kind of a first taste of like this. A, I think a topic one and a half hour taste. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we should definitely revisit. I would say. Um, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about a very different topic. 
about the, like what we would call like our household plan, which is basically many people have asked us how we manage to coexist harmoniously in the same household and why we chose to live with each other um, again after, you know, obviously not living together for 10 years after graduating high school. And yeah, to talk about why we decided to do this, and how we do it. not just with each other, but also yeah. with other people in the house because we very much have this what we call the open household concept mm -hmm. and I think that's what is most interesting and maybe also yeah. foreign to many people mm -hmm. so um, we will be getting more into that alright then sending lots of love to you all and see you next time bye bye you're listening to The Sister Drill with Danai and Kiveli.